This is The Unapologetic Coach, the podcast that teaches you how to step into next level leadership. I'm Angelina Bradley, and I've made it my mission to prove you can have it all, and I'm living proof. I've built a six-figure business with a baby in one hand and an iPhone in the other, building the life of my freaking dreams. Now I'm showing you how to do it too. All right, girl. So I brought you on to to the unapologetic, blah, 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 the unapologetic blah, blah, blah. podcast um, today because you are the sales queen. Okay, I I don't know if you know. I've I've followed you pretty much since the beginning of my own business. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and so I've seen you like skyrocket, and it's just been so incredible to watch your own journey and the impact that you've made in other businesses. Um, and I and I think that sales is probably the number one skill that most online coaches lack. Um, 100%. That's why I have a job. <laughs> that's why you have a job. I have a job. <laughs> um, and I think that, um, I think it was, uh, what did I, it was either one of your podcasts or maybe it was one on one of your networking calls that I was on, but basically you were saying that like, uh, at every single level of business, um, no matter if it's like somebody who's at 5k months or 15k months or 25k months, their number one biggest problem is leads. 100%. I actually just taught on this in a program earlier today. So it's like what I've been talking about all day today. Oh, good. There you go. Yeah, so it's perfect. Like top of mind. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> so the coaches that I'm working with right now are pretty fresh in the online space. Okay. okay. We're anywhere from like zero to 10K months. Oh, perfect. Um, so some have a little bit of knowledge, but like oh. that sales process is really, it's not there. Right. Yeah. yeah. So could you, can you maybe shed some light on, you know, what you think is the most important aspect of the sales process that like you need to be working on when you're, you know, getting your hands dirty in the online space? Yeah. Well, one, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I always say like, I could riff on sales and leads like literally for hours. So I'm super, super excited to talk about this. And, you know, for your audience, I just want to remind them, like, whether they're making a dollar in their business, $500 in their business, $5,000 in their business, or $500,000 or $5 million, sales is always going to be the oxygen of your business. And once you can figure out, like, a true salad, sales, sales, solid sales process, it's actually very rinse and repeatable. And that's what I love to really come on podcasts and teach and kind of train on. So, you know, I know you kind of asked me like kind of where people start, but I think the biggest thing that people forget is that it's so important to have leads coming into your business at all times, regardless of where you're at. And, you know, I think for some people, they have like a really successful launch or they have a book of business or they have clients coming in one-on-one -on -one clients and they get comfortable. And then they forget that like the lifetime value of those clients, maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year, maybe it's two years. And then those are going to go away and you have to bring new people into your business at all times. So I think we can definitely chime on that topic if that's kind of where you want to go. Yeah, let's do that. I, I think that's probably the biggest issue is like, how do I bring, how do I get seen? How do I bring more people into my space? Like they're, they're posting on social media and they're on their stories and they're just kind of like, all right, I'm six months in, maybe a year in. And I'm like, not as far as I wanted to be by now. 
Yeah. So I think the first thing when it comes to lead generation is remembering that, yes, social media is a social media. I teach organic marketing. I teach lead generation strategies, all those things. But also remembering that there's also like a whole world out there of people in like the real world as well. And I actually just taught on this in a program today. So while I want to talk about lead generation in the online space, I also want to talk about making sure that you're also like letting people know what you do in like the real world as well. So let's talk about online first. It's like, one, are you just posting on social media? Because if you're just posting on social media, that is not a lead generation strategy. That is a content strategy, right? And that's amazing, but we need people to come into your business. And one of the things that I always say is like, if people aren't swimming into us, we have to go and swim out to them. So for a lot of people, they're not doing that. They're not bringing people into our world every single day. I've been in the online space for three and a half years. You know, I run close to a seven figure business. And the reason that I tell people this is I want people to hear this very, very clear. I still do in my business every single day on my own. I don't source this out one hour of organic lead generation every day. It is a non-negotiable. It's before I go to bed at night, before I go to the gym, before I meet my girlfriends, like it is a non-negotiable because even at the business that I run today, if those clients went away tomorrow, I need new people coming in. So if you're at 5K months, 10K months, amazing. I'm celebrating you. Lead generation is the most important thing you can do in your business. So I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, like it goes away. Like you always need to be doing it. And I also want to say like the same thing that I've been doing for three years, I'm also still doing. I have a post coming out on this last week, next week. And it's like, the reason I've been so successful is because I get very comfortable doing the boring things. And for a lot of you, you're not doing the boring things and you need to be doing the boring things. And one of the most boring things that you can do is lead generation, but it is the, it's the foundation of your business. So one is like going out and finding your people. So right now, if you're listening to this podcast, Maybe you have 100 followers. Maybe you have 1,000 followers. Maybe you have 10,000 followers. The number is totally irrelevant to me. But I want you to ask yourself, like, are you engaging with the people that are actually following you? Because statistically, about 10 to 15% of the people actually see your content. You know, I joke around and say I have about 6,000 followers. About 4,000 people of those followers have no idea of a program right now, have no idea of a podcast right now have no idea I have a networking call like they have no idea they just opted in at one point to follow me so anytime I'm launching something or I have something going on they're the first people that I go to and I just start to engage in them so lead generation doesn't have to be weird doesn't have to be creepy doesn't have to be this like weird process it's like just go back to the people that are currently in your world and start to engage with them first and foremost Mm, yeah, I love. Uh, I was on your networking call when you said that you're like, I still do lead gen and I have a seven figure business. And I went right to my people and I was like, this seven figure coach just said she's still doing it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so that's such an important message to hear um, because there's like no 
level of discernment, I think, when it comes to content. And when new coaches are coming into the space and they're hearing business coaches talk about how content leads to 100K months and it gets to be this easy, and they start to think, well, like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do I have to work so hard for it? Why do I have to message 40 people a day? Why do I have to feel like I'm begging for sales? And they start to think like something is wrong with them when like, that's not the case. No, it's it's not the case. It's, it's literally the work. And one of the things I tell people when they start to work with me, it's like, it is hard work to build an online business. It is strategy. It's work. You're going to have revenue roller coasters. And there's a lot that goes into it. It's interesting right now. Um, I have, I have a Facebook group. It has like 2000 people in it and it's a very small Facebook group, but I still go live in my Facebook group, like three times a week. Like I don't have to go live in my Facebook group. Like I have a thriving business, but I'm still doing the same things that I did then because I know that it actually works. So it's like, you don't have to always be recreating the wheel, all of those things. And when you have an actual sales process that you know, then you just rinse and repeat it. Like, so I know like I bring bring people into my networking call. I know that I bring people into my Facebook group. I know that I bring people onto the podcast. So it's like, why would I not just keep doing those same things? It's it's really interesting. I have a really, really, really good friend of mine and she just had a, her first million dollar month and her and I were actually at lunch together. Yeah. Her and I were just at lunch together on Saturday. And I said to her blank, but I said to her, let's just say her name was Rebecca. It's not Rebecca. I said to her, Rebecca, you have been doing the same thing for almost four and a half years since I met you. The same program, the same webinar, the same workshop, like everything is the same aren't you bored? And she said, I just had a million dollar month. I am not bored. But the problem problem is people get so bored in the online space and they try to make their business their fun. And that's not the case. She's like, I've gotten hobbies. I've gotten girlfriends. I go out with my husband on date night. I spend time with my kids. I don't make my business the thing that brings me fun. My business is my business and it's boring. And I've done, she did the same webinar 87 times last year and just did the same webinar over and over and over and over and tweaked it and changed it and saw like when people fell off and then tweaked it and changed the message. And she's like, and this is how now after four years, you know, I'm having a million dollar month and she'll probably have another million dollar month this this month. And it's like, she doesn't try to make her fun, her business. And I think that's a very important message for a lot of us to hear because we think that our business needs to be fun. Content needs to be fun and coaching needs to be fun and reels need to be fun. And like, that's not where my fun comes from. My fun does not come in my business. It comes from other things outside of life. Mm, I've definitely fallen into that trap. I can definitely be honest with that. Like I have fallen into the trap of like wanting to, you know, start a new program or find a new mentor and, you know, something new and shiny and that definitely got that shiny object syndrome. Um, And and my mentor (laughs) always, you know, brings me back to earth here. Um, Even when I don't like it, I'm like, no, I just want to go do this other thing. Um, my 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 mentor does the same thing. He's like, that's okay if you're bored right now. It's okay if you're mad at me, like your business is running. It's solid. Like go take up a hobby, go for a run. I'm like, okay, we'll do that. Go dancing with the girls. Like go, yeah, do, something. go do something else. He's like, we're not going to find your fun here on business. I'm like, okay. 
Okay. All right. I guess I'll listen. And it's hard. It's really, 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 really hard. Um, and I, I try to tell my coaches, like your health coaches, you're, you're preaching about falling in love with the boring every single day, the steps, the water, the workouts, even when you don't want to. So where are those habits inside your own business? Yeah, it's so true. And I mean, even just think like right now, like, you know, your coaches are health coaches. And I just got off of a training earlier today where I actually talked about this. There are so many people that need them in the outside world, but we spend so much time focusing in on social media that all of our clients are there, but they're not. I mean, think about when you go to the dentist or you go to the doctor or you're standing in line at Target, like tell people what it is that you do. Like the amount of clients that I actually get in the offline world is mind blowing sometimes because I'm always like, oh, this is like what I do. I was just telling the story today at a, tra at a training. So I took my car in yesterday to get my, I had a sunroof and it, it got shattered here in Arizona because there's rocks everywhere. And I was literally sitting there and I went in, no joke. I went in to get my roof repaired. And I had dog pajama pants on, the same sweatshirt that I'm literally wearing right now, no makeup in a messy bun. Okay. I looked homeless and I looked about 14 years old and I was standing there getting my sunroof fixed. And I was like, Hey, how's business been? And he's like, you know, it's been a little tough. The economy's rough. You know, we've had this glass shop for 13 years. And I said to myself, I can do one of two things right now. I cannot say anything because I look like a hot mess and I could let this go. Or I could literally raise my hand and be like, hey, this is what I do. I help brick and mortars and I also help online businesses like grow their sales. And I like took a shot and I said, you know what? This is exactly what I do. Don't pay attention to the outfit right now. It's obviously 730 in the morning. But like, would you be open to having a conversation? And even for your health coaches, I want to remind them that like there's people standing in front of them every single day that need them but they're putting so much focus on like the real or the piece of content it's like talk to the people that you're going to lunch with talk to the people that you're you know doing whatever with i was teaching in a training today and i have a health coach that i work with and she works with women that are over 40 and she was saying that she was sitting in the chair and her hygienist was like oh yeah i feel like i just turned 40 and my body like gave me the finger and she was like oh i just i wanted to say something but i didn't and i was like that's the thing. Like there's people in front of us every single day that like need our services. But we think because we're online coaches, we only have to talk online. But it's like there's people every day that need our services. Every single day. I was actually okay. um, I was actually in the gym the other day and I saw two girls lifting and I could tell that one of them was like helping out her girlfriend. She was like showing her form and and uh, giving her pointers. And I could tell she was super passionate about what she was doing. I was like, I bet you, I bet you this girl's a coach or a wannabe coach. I bet you she would be the perfect person to talk to. So I took off yeah. my phones. I walked over there. I introduced myself, and she's like, Yeah, I'm in the middle of getting my certification. Awesome. I didn't even have to lead the conversation. She was like, Let me follow you, and just. And ever since she's she's in my broadcast channel, she's in my we're messaging right now, and and, and nothing about it feels salesy or icky or gross. Like we're both hella vibing together, and it's because you know I took that shot and walked over to her, and like you said, there's just people out there in front of your face, yeah. but they need you to talk about what it is that you do. Yes, and I think for so many people, it's like they are not talking about what it is that they do enough they're not raising their hand i mean let's be honest you guys especially in the health space you are in the most saturated space in the online space 
I'm very lucky. There's like three co there's like three sales coaches in the whole online space. Like there is none of me. Like that is part of the reason why I have a thriving business. Yes, I'm great at sales, but there's also like very few people that go that go deep on sales. In the health space, I can throw a rock and find a health coach. So it is so important that you not only share what it is that you do, but you also are like, this is why I'm the GOAT. This is why I'm the greatest of all time. This is why I'm better than Angelina or Tiffany or Amanda or Jacob or whoever it is. And I think for so many people, they're like uncomfortable talking about that. But it's like, you need to stand up and humbly brag about why you do exactly what you do and why you are the person for them. Because there are so many out there. Yes, like toot toot that horn, coach. Like 100%. right now, right now is not the time for you to be humble. I need no. you to stand up, raise your hand, brag about yourself, talk about it nonstop to the point that you are so annoying that somebody actually goes, "Oh, hey, like, can you help me? Like, I hear you talk about this all the time. Like, I'm ready. Like, can how can you help me?" Yeah, so I'm like a huge golf fan. And I actually just talked about this earlier today. And one of the things that I love about Tiger Woods, whether you love Tiger Woods, or you don't love Tiger Woods, it doesn't really matter. But he went into every single golf tournament saying he was going to win. He was like, I'm going to win the, I'm going to win this tournament, I'm going to win the Masters, I'm going to win the Phoenix Open. And what happened was he won. And for many of you guys right now, you're not going in every single day saying like, I'm going to get clients, I'm going to sign a client. I'm going to make the money. You are letting other people be the Tiger Woods in your industry. And I need you to literally start tomorrow being that Tiger Woods. You don't even need to be the best golfer. You don't need to be the best sales coach. You don't need to be the best health coach. But when you err on that level of confidence, people feel it and they see it and they're like, she's absolutely got me. And there's such an essence about that that people feel when they're like, okay, she has a sense of confidence. He has a sense of confidence. I want to absolutely work with them. Uh, I knew this podcast was going to be absolute fire. <laughs> fire, fire, right? I'm here for you. I'm here to support your people. I love it. Oh my gosh. I knew it. I'm fired up. I'm like, yes, like, let me go leave Jen right now. Yeah. Um. So it, let's just talk real quick on the topic of like, so I was on, I was on a client call this morning and she's like, I've been, I've done the ML, MLM, MLM thing. Yeah. And I've done the DM outreach and, you know, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of energy sucking and I don't want to feel like I'm pushing things down people's yeah. throats. What yeah. would you, what would you say if that client was in front of you? Yeah. So don't, that's gross and it's icky and MLMs have a, definitely a way of teaching it that is very disingenuous and doesn't feel good. Um, I'm actually in network marketing and I don't teach it and I don't do it the way that my upline teaches it. And if you're ever doing anything in your business that doesn't feel good, stop it. Like, there's no one way to build a business. There's no one way to do DM outreach. There's no one way to launch. Like that's the great thing is like you get to build your business in a way that feels really good to you. But I will tell you, and I, I talk about this on almost all every podcast that I go on. I have like a two-step process when it comes to DMs in lead gen. I'm going to literally break it down for you right here on this podcast. So what I do is I go into DM conversations with zero agenda. I go into DM conversations with zero intentionality, but I go into DM conversations just getting to know people, okay? Like no agenda. So let's say I reach out to Amanda and I see that Amanda is a business coach. It's like, cool, I serve business coaches and I'm following Amanda's stories today and I see that she is at the Phoenix Open and she is on the 16th hole. I'm gonna literally send her a message and be like, oh my gosh, 
I see you're at the Phoenix Open. You're on the 16th hole. I'm a huge fan of John Rahm. Take a picture of him. How did you score these seeds? I'm not asking her anything about business. I'm not asking her anything about what she does. I'm literally just asking her a question about something that she's posting on it. And the other thing about this, if you didn't hear it, I asked her a question because people need to respond back with something, okay? A lot of you guys are doing DM outreach and you're like hearting shit or you're saying like, I like your hair or like cool sweater. There's no reason for them to engage back. You have to actually ask them a question, okay? On the flip side, Amanda is then most likely going to look at my Instagram profile and be like, oh, Jill's a sales coach, right? Or she's a mindset coach or a business coach or a health coach or whatever. And then my content is going to nurture her. So here it is. It's a two-step process. Amanda and I are building rapport in the DMs. I never have to talk to her about business. I never have to talk to her about sales. I never talk to her about anything because my content is nurturing her. My stories are nurturing her. My feeds are nurturing her. So then when Amanda decides that she needs sales coaching or she wants to join a workshop or she wants to listen to a podcast, I become the only and obvious choice because her and I have basically become besties in the DMs. And what happens is people say to me all the time, I never, ever felt like you were selling to me. I never, ever felt like you were pitching to me. And I wasn't because we're building an actual like real relationship and some of my people, I've talked to them for months. I want you to hear this again, months, years before a sale ever happened. We've talked about everything from kids to dry shampoo to, re to relationships to everything. It is the long game, okay? Because there's four different types of buyer personas. Some people are dominant. They buy very quick. Some people are analytical. They buy very slow. So you just have to remember that everyone's going to buy at their own pace, but your content needs to nurture them. This is where attraction marketing comes in. Your content needs to nurture them and service them. Now, this does not work if Amanda starts to follow me and my content is garbage. And it's a picture of my cat and a Bible verse. And I'm and it's, it's nothing, right? So you need to make sure that your content is clear and concise of what it is that you do and that it's solving Amanda's problems. So she's like, oh, this girl's my bestie and it solves my problems. Mm, I love that you broke that down. So simple. Like that was yeah, so, so simple. simple. So, so simple. To follow. Yeah. People ask me all the time. They're like, you know, your content is very clear and you don't really talk about anything else other than sales. No, because my content is here to solve my ideal clients problems. I'm not here to show pictures of my boyfriend. I'm not here to share pictures of my daughter. I'm not here to show you pictures of my dog, right? Like my content is made to be a resource for my clients. So I think that this is where a lot of people go wrong is they like try to like make their content be all of these different things. I want my people to come to my page every day and be like, I can learn from her. I'm empowered by her. I'm activated by her. Sometimes I'm triggered by her, like whatever it is. But my content moves you to the next space. It's not here for me. It's here for them. And I think for a lot of people, they forget, like, just make it clear and concise of what it is that you do. You can tell in 30 seconds what it is that I do on my content every single day. It's very, very, very clear. I talk about sales every day. It's very boring, you guys. I've been talking about the same thing on my social media for three and a half years. My daughter is my graphic designer. So my graphic designer for two and a half years. She's like, mom, if I have to make the same graphic in the same post again, I'm going to poke my eyes out. I'm like, McKenna, just make it. That's what I pay you for. But the same thing. I'm not recreating the wheel. I'm not coming up with a bunch of different content. I'm saying the same thing over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. how you get do the boring stuff. 
Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're not saying the same thing over and over and over again, it's like, well, then I don't know what I, you're not standing out enough because I, when I think about sales, I think about Jillian, right? I told, I told my, my clients the other day, I'm like, don't you think I'm sick of saying the word unapologetic? I'm so tired of this fucking word. Okay. 100%. Like so much, but I know 100%. that when somebody hears unapologetic, they think of me. That's 100%. So am I going to stop saying it? Absolutely not. Because I want everyone to hear that word and think of me. Yeah. It's so funny. I came into the online space like three and a half years ago, and I did not coin myself as the sales queen. Somebody like gave me that name. And to be quite honest, like it's a little cringy to me. Like I actually don't like it. Like I'm like as far from being girly as there it is. Like I run in such masculine energy. I would never wear like a fucking crown. Like it is, it's, it's not me, but I want people to say it every day because it's built like a brand rep representation, right? So even that, like people say sales queen every day, they tag me in their story, sales queen. You said the sales queen when we started doing it. So it's like, I will, I want people to say it every single day. So even if you don't like saying unapologetic, or I feel like the sales queen is a little cringy, it doesn't matter because your audience is building that. And just like what, if I, if I, if someone says to me like, Hey, do you know someone unapologetic to come on the podcast? I'd be like, yeah, I absolutely know somebody. And if somebody said to you, hey, I need someone in sales, hey, here you go. So it's like, sometimes it's also not even about you. It's about boom, that representation for your audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Last question, Jillian. Um, if somebody wanted to like double their sales this month, right? We're still in like the first week yeah. of February. If somebody wanted to double their sales sales this month, what would what would that advice be? Yeah. So there's two ways to double your sales. You either increase the people or you increase the prices. Mm. <laughs> I always say math is the path for sales. It's it's very simple, you guys. If you guys are having 5K months and you want to make 10K months, you need to bring in double the people or double the pricing. Mm. Um, you know, I I drastically increased my revenue last year and it was because I 3X my one-on-one coaching pricing. Wow. That, that, that was a huge part of it. I didn't bring in a lot of new people. I just brought in the same amount of people at a 3X one-on-one coaching. So- you don't always need new offers, a circus of offers, all the new things. It's like you either need new people, more people, or just change change the pricing to what it is that you're doing. So simple, simple. I always say math is absolutely you. You are probably not following a business plan and you're not alone because that's why I have a job. You are not following a sales plan. You're not following um, a sales target and just reverse engineer it. So if you're trying to hit your first 100K year, your first 10K month, making sure that you also have the numbers to support that, right? So if you're trying to hit a 10K month and you have a $1,000 offer, do you have space to hold 10 people? Or if you have trying to hit your first 10K month and you have a $97 product, can you service 100 people, right? One of the things my mentor said to me very early on was, could you service 1,000 people right now in your business? If a reel went viral, or you spoke on a stage or a podcast came in, could you serve a thousand people right now in your business? And I said, no. And that's why we shifted our, our business model for 2024. So it's like asking yourself those questions and making sure if you have these really big sales goals, you have the capacity to be able to even hold them. Mm, yeah, that was, that was, um, it was a good piece of insight because 
especially when you're, I think you're like in those zero to 10 K months, you're not necessarily future focused or future pacing. You're thinking about, okay, what can I do right now? And right now I just need one client. I just need two clients. I just need three, four clients. And you're not actually future pacing yourself. Um, But in order to actually get to the income that you want, like we have to make sure that your offers or offer suite matches what it is that you want to get to. Yeah. You know, really setting the vision for like, what is the, vision for your company that you're building. That's the first thing that I work with my clients on. I can help anybody make $10,000. I can help anybody make their first $100,000 in their business. But like you're building out like an actual company. And what do you want that to look like in three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, and even 10 years from now? And we want to make sure that we're actually setting up the business for what that's going to look like long-term. So it's like, hey, in five years from now, if I want to have a seven-figure business, we, we put that on, we put that on the board and then we start to build offers that it's like, okay, in a year from now, this is what we have to do. And, you know, a lot of my clients have been with me for two years, three years, four years in Prince, the beginning, because it's like, we've set that up and we slowly started to build it because that's, that's, that's what's important because it's easy to make 10 K right. But it's like, you don't want to always be chasing your next 10 K. It's like, how do you take that 10 K and do it? And one of the things I always say is like, look at your first client. And remember that a $10,000 client should actually be a $30,000 client because the long time, the lifetime value of that client should be like, what else are they going to buy down the road? So for an example, I just had a $100,000 lunch in January. That actually will be about a $300,000 lifetime value by the time those clients end up finishing with me by the time they're done. Some will move into one-on-one. Some will go into a mastermind, some I'll partner with. So while it was a $100,000 launch, the lifetime value will be about $300,000 from those clients by the time they're done, because I see the bigger picture of the company. Mm. So think about it like long-term, not just like how to get your next five, 10, 50, hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And I think that that can like provide more motivation in your business too. I know that when I was just solely focused on, on like just paying my bills or just leaving my nine to five, like just making just enough, it honestly made it so much harder to show up in business. Whereas I was like, okay, there is no plan B. Like this is where I'm meant to be. I'm, I am going to be an online coach. There is no other option. And so when I started thinking about that long-term vision versus the here and now, then it, it, it just made, it made business so much more enjoyable and the sales process like came simpler. You're more opt, I think, to do the boring things day in and day out. And I also encourage you, like if your goal right now is to make a hundred thousand dollars, I actually encourage you to set your sales plan for like 150 or 180 because you're most likely going to hit your sales target for, by about 65, 70%. So if you're setting your year up for a hundred thousand dollars and statistically shows that you're going to hit it by about 60 or 70, you're going to hit 70,000. But if you set your target up for 150 or 180, 160, then you fall short, you're going to hit a hundred and things. So like for me, I never set my sales goal for seven figures. I set my sales goal for much higher. So then when I don't hit it, which I've never hit it, my sales goal the last three years, I'm fine because I come in at the number that I need to. But if I was to set it at 700,000 or 800,000 or 500,000, and then I don't hit it, I'm coming in much less. Also a book I would recommend everybody read is called uh, 10X is Easier Than 2X. I give it, I get it to all of my clients. It's a phenomenal book. Many of you guys are figuring, trying to figure out how to 2X your business. It's actually easier to 10X your business. All right, awesome. I'll put that in the show notes. 10X is easier than 2X. 
Yeah, because you'll stop doing the things that just try to double it and you'll start working on the things that 10 exit. Mm, awesome. Great. I will definitely put that in the notes. Yeah. Awesome, Jillian. Thank you so much. So much for having me. I appreciate you. <laughs>